Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello everyone, welcome to what I think might end up being one of the biggest episodes of Wrestling Daily we have done here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. Uh, we do like to be positive when we cover wrestling news, um, but today was obviously a bit of a sad day with several WWE superstars getting released. Uh, Wednesday is normally debate night. I don't know how much debating SV3 and I are going to be doing today, but we will be taking you through all of the news uh, with the releases, uh, with the news that's come out. And I have to say a lot of it from Fightful Select, a lot of the great work they've been doing over there, uh, covering the news. So we'll be breaking all of it down, talking what we think future plans could be, and sort of just breaking it down for those of you that might not have been able to catch all of the news and those that just want to hear it again. Uh, so I am joined today by SB3. I'm obviously stepping into the into the hot seat for Alex McCarthy, who should be back tomorrow. Uh, but SB3, man, obviously all things considered with the craziness of the wrestling world over the last, I'd say, last few hours, but it's not really last few hours, last few months. How are you feeling? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, I've had a whirlwind day. I was on a podcast earlier on Power 4 TV when the news broke. So I got to break it over there. Uh, you know, shouts out to Sean Rotsap and Fightful. They did tremendous work today covering all this craziness. A quick reminder to everyone watching, thank you for coming on, being in the live chat, sending those ultra chats, like this video, share this video with all your friends because this may be one of the biggest episodes of Wrestling Daily because this is probably the biggest news that has come out all year. We've had releases from WWE prior, you know, the anniversary of Black Wednesday earlier in April. We had the WWE NXT releases. Last week, me and Alex talked about the staffers being released from WWE, those firings. And, but I, I would say this one is the most shocking list of names that have come out for releases in WWE in 2021 so far. It is and listen, let, let, let's, I mean, let's, let's wait no further. I think we should just dive right into the news. Um, so for those that haven't seen, um, there were a, a slew of releases today. Um, these started at, um, with, with WWE, well, first Sean reported the news, but WWE later confirmed them. Uh, WWE released a statement onto its website saying that Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana Garrett, and Buddy Murphy had all been released from the company. 
This came after Sean had kind of hinted that something may be up last night. He sort of said today may have been a busy day. Again, didn't reveal what. I think that just goes to testament to Sean, not wanting to reveal who had been released before they'd been told themselves. But the news has now come out. These names have been released. Um, before we get into the news that has come out about some of the individual people, which there has been, talk me through that list. Because to me, there is one name that stands out. And it is Braun Strowman. That name caught me really by surprise. I, I I just never saw him as someone that would get released. It was always like, if Vince could picture a wrestler, who would it be? And it would be Braun Strowman. So for me, to hear that he got released was absolutely shocking. Uh, not to take away from any of the other incredibly talented names on this list, but Braun fought a McMahon at WrestleMania two months ago. And uh, was in the WWE title match two weeks ago. So to say this was a surprise was an understatement. But for you, man, talk me through your initial response to seeing these crazy releases, the names that we got. Uh, what are you thinking? I think that if this list was, you know, just the names after Braun Strowman, I don't think the reaction would be this visceral. I think that you know, the names, in, you know, like Aleister Black is shocking because he just recently came back. They spent weeks building up his return and a lot of money on some very well-produced vignettes with the Tales of the Dark Father. That would probably, he would be the most shocking name because they just devoted so much money to him. But Braun yeah. Strowman being on this list is like the eye opener. Like if there was anyone, I think if you told, if you asked me yesterday, who are the guys that are most safe from being released from WWE outside of like legends or people that retired and come back, I would say Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman. That would probably be the top three names on my list of who I think are WWE guys, WWE lifers. Yeah. And like, it's a crazy odyssey when you think about Braun Strowman over the past four years, where four years ago in 2017, there was no one hotter. Than, than Braun Strowman. Like, Braun Strowman was the first guy to feud with Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns became, like, public enemy number one after defeating Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. He has this groundbreaking, like, this uh, this groundbreaking, like, feud with Roman Reigns where he's flipping ambulances. He's becoming one of the most popular guys. Like, people said the pop and the reaction for him was similar to Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was getting those type of comparisons Four years ago, one year ago, he was the WWE Universal Champion. He beat Goldberg at WrestleMania and was the guy that they used to replace Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns went out, like, copped himself out of WrestleMania due to the whole pandemic that was going on. He was the guy that took his place. So to go from WWE Universal Champion in the main event of SummerSlam just last year to now being released... I don't think there has been anyone, I would say, in the history of WWE that has gone that fast from the highs of being the universal champion to the lows of being released. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy when you think about some of the stuff that has happened over the last few months. It was just a little over a year ago that he was talking about, you know, independent wrestlers going on GoFundMe and asking for money and, you know, kind of making making fun or making light of that. And now you are the person that is on the unemployment line. That's 
it's just shocking. Like his name, most of all, I 100% agree with you, Louie. That's the one that stands out the most because that is a guy that had money written all over him yeah. from, from the time that he came in when he was green as a goose egg, when he came in with the Wyatt family as the black sheep, he just looked like a guy that, Hey, this is a guy that can be up there with like the big shows, the Canes, the undertakers of the world. You remember his matches with the big show. He produced the, some of the best big show matches of the past decade yeah. with the big show and big, they use big show to elevate him as the new giant, the new monster of WWE. So to go from there and so much money was left on the table with him. And, you know, we'll get, we'll get into some of the reasons for some of these releases to know that he got a huge contract and that's part of the reason why he's released. That's even a more head stretcher. It's more mind boggling. And it's, it's, it's thus creating a lot of conspiracy theories and the just theories in general. I won't even say conspiracies because it might come to light that these theories have some, have some light to it. So yeah. some theories of why WWE is doing this, Sean Rossap put out there that, you know, it seems like a potential sale might be coming. One of my colleagues on, on sports Keto wrestling, Dutch Mantel a year ago said that he thought WWE was going to sell to Disney. And some of these theories are seeming more, possible than ever before because of this list of releases today and that is the impact that these releases will have and we're going to feel it for probably over the next year or two yeah i uh we we got a load of new viewers here on the wrestling daily channel which i massively appreciate so if you guys are new here subscribe to the channel we produce daily content like this hopefully uh, a little less serious sometimes but we do break down the serious news when it does come out so make sure you are subscribed if you're not already and if you want to give us your thoughts on any of these releases maybe someone in particular or just generally you can ultra chat in at wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily give us your thoughts ask us a question anything you want and the moderators will give it out and we will read it out but you you hinted at a sale there i think wwe selling i've got to be honest because so all of these are budget cuts. Is Alistair Black said as much on Twitch um, right now, really. Um, uh, Fight for which we'll get into, was reported that Braun Strowman's release was financially based. A lot of these, basically, when you want to sell a company, you make the books look as good as possible. Makes sense. You yeah. want to make things look as attractive to a potential buyer as possible to raise up your prices. So yes, WWE may be making great profits. But if they want to sell, they want to make as much profit as possible. So releasing talent both on screen and off screen, as you and Alex covered last week, does make sense for a potential sale. It is one of the reasons. And I think the Braun Strowman release in particular typifies this. Yes. WWE has gone for so long on doing the mindset switch is crazy. It has gone from we are going to keep you in your contract when you're unhappy as many wrestlers have said, we are going to go so much as to add injury time onto your deals, time that you weren't able to compete. We're going to add that onto your deals to ensure that you can't wrestle for other promotions. We are going to offer people that we don't really use massive deals, massive, massive deals to keep them around, to make sure purely they can go, that they don't go to other promotions. Now WWE is releasing anyone really this yeah. Strowman news is no one's safe so for me this Strowman news really does 
exemplify that WWE, something must have changed for this seismic shift in mentality and their mindset for how they're treating talent now. Not in terms of treating them in terms of morally, but in terms of why they're releasing people and how before they really weren't releasing people. So for me, a sale does make sense. Again, I do want to specify this has not been something that I have heard, not something that SB3 has heard. We are just speculating from what we have seen. However, Fightful is reporting that WWE talent kind of think that this could be something. Uh, they report uh, there is speculating amongst talent uh, within about a potential sale down the line. We have not heard that from WWE officials. Again, no concrete word on this. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here. I know we said today maybe one of the biggest wrestling daily shows. But could we be sitting here in a year's time where talks are coming out about Disney or Fox or NBC or Amazon buying WWE? Do you think that's something we could see? I mean... I'll, I'll first say I hope not because in, uh, I've said before I have personal reason to to be scared about that because I have someone very close to me who works for WWE so I hope not because that would put their job at risk but it, I always say with the rumors or reports or speculation where there's smoke there's usually fire and I think that this is a lot there's a lot to go into this and there's a lot of signs pointing in this direction that like you said there's been a very a very shift in the thinking of WWE, whether it's, you know, them selling the WWE network to Peacock for $1 billion or whether it's Nick Khan starting talks with new Japan pro wrestling, as far as a partnership. And now these releases are, it says that something has very much changed and Nick Khan has kind of changed the business mind state of WWE all around. And we could potentially, I don't think maybe in a year, maybe two, three years. Yeah, we may be talking about WWE being sold to Disney or Fox or a major conglomerate because they want to make the biggest money deal possible. Do I think that it will take Vince McMahon and the McMahon family out of power? No, I don't necessarily think it's going to go in that direction, but it's going to be a way to make more profit. WWE is on a streak, 2019 record profits, 2020 record profits, 2021 it looks like they're on their way to record profits as well when you're cutting guys with huge contracts that just signed, what, one or two years ago, like a Braun Strowman. And when you when you invested so much money into what Aleister Black and his return with the vignettes, having him return in the main event of SmackDown just two weeks ago, something's going on. Something's yeah. going on here. Like, they're, they are not the same promotion. They are not the same thinking that they were in 2019. And that was just two years ago. It's something that people really need to start thinking about and think, take these talks very serious. When, when we're hearing reports like that, that people in the company are speculating about it, like I said, this there is some credence behind it. And it's something that us fans and you know us talking heads, the content creators, is something that we are going to probably be talking about for over the next couple of years until it comes to fruition. But do I feel in my gut it is possible? 100% yes at this point. I completely agree. I think in terms of why these talent are reportedly being released, 
And again, just that change in mentality does make me think something's up. And I think that is a potential sale. I'm not saying it will happen, but I think WWE is looking at that. Hi, I'm DeLon Grant. And I'm Francesca Ramsey. And together we host the podcast, Let Me Fix It. Each week we explore something from the past and then we pitch how to fix it for today. But forget about the past. Let's talk about the new show of the moment. DeLon, did you get a chance to watch the new Queenie trailer I sent you? How dare you send me this amazing <laughs> show that took me back to every messy breakup I've ever had. Thank God I had you through my 20s. Now you could not pay me to go back and relive those days, but thankfully we will be living as Queenie navigates her messy 20s the new series queenie is now streaming on hulu hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I, I I want to touch on, and sorry if people think I'm not paying attention, I've got Fightful Select just open in front of me, which I'm going to read some of their reports from today. Again, we normally like to give a bit of time before we go do Fightful Select reports because these are all put behind a paywall. Sean does some tremendous work and it's well, well worth your money. So please go on over to Fightful Select. But these are quite important, so I did want to dive into them for today's show. Um, they first report that... Um, a few select people within the company knew of the news Tuesday afternoon. Uh, plans are to make the calls Wednesday morning to talent, which we saw. A lot of these releases were a surprise to many, and several within the company have asked to fight for about the end game of said releases. And that's where the sort of speculation about a potential um, sale has come in. News about Braun Strowman, particularly, is SD3, and I have alluded to already on this show. Braun Strowman's release was likely the most surprising to fans. But to talent close to the situation, it didn't seem to be. Several that we spoke to said that Strowman's contract, which was signed in 2019, was a monster deal and that he very much knew his worth when negotiating with the company. His contract came down to the wire in the summer of 2019 and he was signed well into 2023. For WWE sources claim was over a million pound a year. Strowman was said to be very private about negotiating until it was finalised. So when we think about that, and again, the cost-cutting measures, being able to say, yeah, we've got an additional million pounds on our books, when you're looking to sell, you can see why the decision is made. As cynical as it is, as harsh as it is that people have lost jobs, 
if you put your business hat on, this sale, it, I think it is linked to a sale. Again, don't know that for sure, just speculation. Um, in, in terms of some more news on some of the other releases, uh, Ruby Riot uh, was seen to shake the WWE roster with her release. Uh, based on those we spoke to, Riot was universally popular backstage and commended for her hard work. Much of the same was with Buddy Murphy, who we were told was not in the creative forecast for WWE of late. There were pictures for Murphy to team with Wesley Blake before his release, but those were ultimately shut down. Murphy was said to be easy to work with and receptive to creative. Um, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's hard because so many of these talented, talented, talented people have been let go. And that is never nice to see. However, I am going to take a little bit of solace in the fact that I do not think any of these people are going to struggle. No. Anywhere. Braun Strowman could go into acting with someone like his physique and his style. I know he's spoken about bodybuilding before. That could be something he pursues, doing his strongman again. Ruby Riot will, I think, be the Joker in the uh, All Out Battle Royal, Casino Battle Royal. will be confirmed. Uh, that's in 94 days. I think she'll be there. In terms of other names, there are so, so many talented people. So for you, SP3, talk to me about some of the people that you think could go to certain places, where you want people to go, where you realistically see them landing, and sort of your overall, I guess, let's try and put a bit of a positive spin on this if we can from the talent's perspective. Maybe some sort of positive words that we can all take from this. I mean, a lot of these names kind of write itself. And, like, I know that we've talked about before with, AEW, you kind of don't want all the WWE releases to, you know, immediately go to, you know, to to AEW because the roster is so vast, has so much talent right now that they kind of don't always have room for. Or you want more from like a Santana and Ortiz, or you know, there's there's various other names, the Lucha Bros. I know a lot of people want more for them, but these kind of releases kind of write themselves, like. Alistair Black, Tommy End coming into AEW, he's immediately a, a upper mid card to main event type talent who you would love to see go up against like a Kenny Omega, a Hangman Page, a Christian Cage, a Jungle Boy that he immediately can be thrust and you can find a spot for him, whether it's a part of the Dark Order or a new stable that he comes in to feud with the Dark Order. There's a potential there and layers there. And especially if he's coming in with, you know, we, we all also with uh, Fightful, they also reported that they haven't heard any further as far as Selena Vega re-signing with WWE or even if a contract has been signed, he could potentially come in with his real-life wife, the uh, Trinidad, and they can be like a power couple in, in AEW immediately. And speaking of power couples, Lana. Lana can come into AEW and immediately you put her with Miro, which is an act that has been successful so many times, but WWE always just puts the your foot off off the wheel off the gas with them like they always seem like they're building up momentum together and then they separate them for some reason but lana also has a bunch of potential outside of wwe i feel like even more than braun Strowman, lana is set because she's so talented she has her hands in so many things she's been in pitch perfect she's been in movies before she has she's a very social media type of presence where she can be an influencer so even if it's not coming to aew she has so much potential outside 
outside of the wrestling world in general. I think Lana is very underappreciated as far as the talent that she has, not just, you know, she's still developing as far as an in-ring product and an in-ring performer in wrestling, but outside of wrestling, she has a lot of different options for herself. And like you said, Ruby Riot, AKA Heidi Lovelace has been one of the most underrated Un underutilized performers in the WWE women's division for her entire run. And, and you know, with Aleister Black, you can at least say he had a successful run in NXT. He accomplished pretty much all he could in NXT before coming to the main roster where they kind of fumbled with the entire character. I wouldn't even say Ruby Riot had a successful run in NXT. Like they didn't even like, like, hit the tip of the iceberg as far as her potential even in nxt and then when she came to the main roster the riot squad had so much like first off they just put these three ladies together and really had no plan for them it was three ladies that kind of didn't have a a central type of character that they can like focus on but over time they developed and they were one of the best acts and when you when you bring in a woman a woman's tag team titles and the fact that Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan or Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan or Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan never even touch the women's tag team titles, never even get an opportunity on a pay-per-view, a big-time matchup, a big-time opportunity to break out and have a star-making performance. It's an indictment on your entire creative process, on your entire booking team, in my opinion. And I've said this before with other people that have made their way to AEW, like a Tay Conte, who was with WWE for five years, and we've seen her in AEW in even the last six months outperform anything she did in five years with WWE or a, a Serena Deeb who was a trainer who was used as a trainer for WWE. And don't get me wrong. That's a great role for her. She's a great coach who can develop younger female talent. But when you see what she's done in the ring in AEW, you just question like, why didn't you guys use her in some capacity in the ring? Like, how, why didn't you use her to put over a Bianca Belair when she was in NXT or put over someone, you know, uh, that's in NXT now, like a, a Tony Storm or even someone who's on the main roster now, Rhea Ripley. Like, you could have used her on NXT UK, NXT. There was so many different ways you could have used her that AEW has done better in six months with her than you did in her entire time as a coach in WWE. So... I feel like Heidi Lovelace, I agree with you, will in some way make an appearance at AEW All Out or the Dynamite afterwards. She would be a perfect Joker card. I can see her coming out in Joker attire and like fitting the theme so much and just playing around with it. And you know, in Chicago, Illinois, that pop will be the greatest pop of her entire career if she is the Joker card in the casino battle royal for the ladies at all out that's going to be a tremendous moment for fans of ruby riot aka heidi lovelace and you already have ladies in aew like diamante and big swole going on social media and saying they are they are lining up to verse her in the ring so you can already see that the the seeds are already being sold for her to make an appearance there but one person that i think nobody's going to be talking about braun Strowman in aew I'm sorry. It makes a lot more sense than people can see at, at, at first sight, in my opinion, because they have their horses. They have their big men. They have their Lance Archer, who is so versatile, who can mix it up, can do high flying. He does the walking of the ropes like he's a younger undertaker, even though he's a little bit up there in age. Uh, you got your your Brian Cage, who's like the muscle guy, who's also athletic. You got your Wardlow, who's another guy who's very athletic. 
but they don't have a traditional giant, a traditional big man who can do the big man moves. You got Big Show, but he's like in the announcer's role, in the coaching's role. You got Mark Henry, who just came over, who discovered Braun Strowman. So like there is so there is so much potential for Braun Strowman to come in there and stand out more than he ever did in WWE. And that's saying a lot, but WWE is the land of the giants. It's been the same since the 1980s. It's the same now. He kind of was fit that mold where people can say, oh, you're going to be the next Undertaker. You're going to be the next Kane. You're going to be the next Big Show. In AEW, he can be the first ever Adam Scherer or whatever name he wants to use yeah. in, in AEW. And he can stand out more than he ever did in his entire time in WWE. And I just have more confidence in AEW to utilize him in a big way. Or even if he if he decides that he really wants to go out there and break all the modes and the perception that people have for Braun Strowman, him in New Japan, you uh, New Japan has always been able to use these WWE talents that you never thought would work in New Japan and use them in a big way. And even though I'm down on New Japan and the way they've booked things in the last 18 months, Braun Strowman, Adam Shearer coming to New Japan would be crazy him against Minoru Suzuki him against Tomohiro Ishii him in the G1 breaking out having his Lance Archer moment that Lance Archer had in 2019 that completely yeah. changed his career he can totally break any perception and any mold for him if he comes over to New Japan but he can go to Impact Wrestling there's so much there the, the world is so open like I know a lot of people are going to be disheartened that WWE didn't see more in the talents that released today but like you said Louie I am very confident that each and every person are going to bounce on their bounce back on their feet santana garrett who was never utilized by wwe at all who was a former wow champion she's uh, been a big name on the independence yes. to have an opportunity to go out there i think she would be perfect in the impact knockouts division and really break out and then buddy murphy what can I say about Buddy Murphy? Buddy Murphy made 205 Live the best weekly show in WWE in 2018. Like his bangers with Mustafa Ali, with Cedric Alexander, no matter who you put him in the ring with, you gave him 10 to 20 minutes. He stole the show on every week. I would say him and Mustafa Ali had one of the best WWE TV matches of the past five years, even probably 10 years in their no disqualification match in the summer of 2018. So Wherever Buddy Murphy goes, he is going to be successful and he is going to be happy about today that WWE gave him a new lease on his entire career. A couple of things I do want to touch on from what you said, but before I do, a note I just want to give to the chat. We love you in the chat. We love you getting your opinions in, your, your voices in, but I do ask you, please don't spread false information because I've seen a few people in the chat saying that some people have been released where they haven't. Uh, we will aim to give you the most reliable news possible from the most reliable of sources. But until that point, please don't speculate on people that are going to be released or reveal any false names because it's not fair on the talent and it isn't fair on people that then might think that is news. So please do not post fake reports in the chat. We, we, we love you getting your opinions in, but we do ask you kindly to keep those sort of comments away from the chat. Um, but yeah, in terms of what you said on some of the releases, um, Braun Strowman, I think, in AEW could be like a nice wild card. Uh, he had some of my most favorite matches. Um, most favorite, some of my favorite matches, let's say, to speak proper English. Uh, his stuff with Braun Strowman, the ambulance match, the four way at um, 
SummerSlam 2017 is one of my yeah. favorite matches of all time. Uh, so, yeah, for me, I think Braun Strowman could be great. Buddy Murphy, I think, will land in AEW. I know Kenny Omega has spoken on numerous occasions about wanting to wrestle Buddy Murphy. So I think that could be a great option. You do also have a look at um, uh, Alistair Black, who, again, I think could go to New Japan, could go to um, AEW, could return to Europe and WXW when, um, yes, Dan, I did say WXW. So I know you'll be getting very excited at that. So I think there could be some possibilities for a lot of these people to land in some good places. But, um, yeah, for me, Heidi Lovelace and Ruby Riot will be one of the first names I look at or, uh, of, of anyone released right now. I will obviously go to Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black, but everyone's going to say them. For me, Heidi Lovelace would be such an easy pickup. Um, and go right. Let let's get at her in based on her experience, her talent, her untapped potential. It would be something new. People don't know a lot about her. Like Tay Conti, it's someone that I think you could ex like you could learn more about, and it'd be a very interesting pickup. So for me, she would be one of the first names. Um, something I did want to touch on as well. Uh, we don't know for sure. But Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast, who has become one of the most reliable sources of wrestling news, kind of out of nowhere, and it's quite nice yes. to see who's broken the NXT, going back to Tuesday story, broken a lot of news lately. He's reporting that um, some of these people wanted to leave WWE. Um, he is kind of saying, not explicitly saying, but suggesting that some people may have asked for their release, um, which I think is incredibly important to know. Um, again, we're not going to speculate on who because we don't know. But it's also, in terms of we want to put a positive spin on this, some of these people may have asked to be let go and have been granted their release, which, again, is a shift in what has happened previously. So hats off to those people, and uh, I hope that they uh, get a lot of success. But, yeah, I think this is a very interesting time in wrestling uh, as a whole. There are so many free agents out there. We, we uh, The people that released on April 15th, haven't even had their non-competes run out yet. So we're already uh, sort of looking forward to seeing them in the ring. And there are a lot of people. And I spoke to um, some talent on the roster. I didn't really want to do a lot of probing about sort of exclusive news because a lot of people, Sean include mainly, are doing some great work on that. I just sort of sent my best wishes to a lot of people and just said, think of you and your friends, those, those that I speak to. And the response I got from someone was particularly interesting. Um Everybody will be okay. Wrestling is going to be incredible when the world opens up. Debuts everywhere. And I think that's such an important mindset to have of how exciting it's going to be for so many people and how there is this universal optimism for everyone working across different companies, even people in WWE, excited that they might see their friends work in AEW. And I think that's really awesome to see. And I hope we do see um, a lot of these people pop up in debuts. And I'm sure that we will. But yeah, uh, sort of closing thoughts on this uh, before we get into some of the old chat. I'm going to run through the list, SP3, and I want you to tell me if you think one promote one promotion where you think th this person will end up and a dream match for them, something you've mm. got, maybe to get us all a little bit excited for okay. um, for what we can see. So, right, let's uh, let me just get the list. It's quite sad when you can't remember them because there were so many. Right. Yes. Um, Braun Strowman then Let, let's go with Braun Strowman I know you mentioned Minoru Suzuki in there is he your dream match for Braun well I know I know people in the in the in the live chat are like laughing and saying oh Braun can't do a G1 schedule we don't know and and uh, what three two three years ago WWE was having what five shows a week 
And that's pretty much the G1 schedule. So I think that we don't know what he can do that's outside also the WWE model. You, a lot of, say you said Tay Conti is going to wrestle for the title when she got released. How many people would have turned around to you and say, Tay Conti can't wrestle on national TV in a title exactly. match? Wouldn't be believable. It's going to be very interesting to see what these people can do outside of the WWE system. So yeah, uh, just because we can't see WWE Braun Strowman doing it, doesn't mean that Adam Share in whatever new iteration of his character can't do it. Because these are some immensely talented performers, the majority of whom didn't get the chance to show even remotely how talented they were when with the company. So yeah, sorry for interrupting you there, but I did want to yeah. make that point. Um, yeah. So Braun Strowman, go on, hit us with the dream match. Um, the dream match that comes to my mind immediately is him. I, I see him going AEW. I just have my gut that he just would stand out so much in AEW. And the person I would love to see him against is Lance Archer. Him and Lance Archer, I think, can mix it up. And we could see a lot from two weeks ago. I wouldn't have said Braun Strowman could take a Mishinoku driver. And he did that at WrestleMania Backlash. So I would love to see him in there with Braun Strowman. I mean, uh, with uh, Lance Archer and have a big man's hoss fight. Something I do also want to bring up as well. Um, uh, AEW has just signed Mark Henry. Yes. Also has Braun, uh, also has Big Show on their books. If you want to coach Braun Strowman, I don't know of two better heavyweights, or not even heavyweights, super heavyweights, to have him in there with, not, not in terms of on-screen, but in terms of off-screen yeah. and sort of his preparation, training, and coaching – I think it'd be very interesting because let's not forget about Braun Strowman. He has only worked WWE matches. So I think it's going to be great to see him in that setting. And I think having guys like Big Show and Mark Henry, who he can uh, get advice from on how to work like a big man. But yeah, for me, I, I would agree with the Lance Archer shout. I think you could also have someone like Brian Cage in there, yeah. even someone new like a powerhouse Hobbs. But I'm going to go a little bit out there for this one. I think something with Orange Cassidy could just be so stupid that it would be quite funny. Like a stupid tag team where Braun Strowman like walks around like with the sunglasses and his hands in his pockets, kind of like the Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman stuff. Yeah. But, like, something so out there that it shouldn't work. And it's this like mismatch that shouldn't work but does work. And you've got them both like walking around with their hands in their pockets, Braun Strowman just giving like the thumbs up occasionally. I think something like that could be a lot of fun. And Braun is a very charismatic, funny guy. He is. So I am looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, One that just came to my mind, him and Darby Allen. Darby Allen bumping around for Braun Strowman. Darby Allen, man. Oh funny. my God. That would be crazy. <laughs> I think Darby would love it based on uh, everything we've heard and seen about Darby. Um, someone I do want to touch on as well and give a little bit about a brief bit about before I um, before I ask you for a dream match um, Lana she gets an unfair shake of the stick she has improved tremendously and that is applaudable yes she might not be a super worker yes she isn't someone that I think you could put in a in a stardom Cinderella tournament for example and I don't think she would have the caliber of matches that you would come to expect from stardom. But it needs to be applauded and appreciated how talented she is 
behind the scenes in terms of what she can do, speaking several languages, her acting. It can also be applauded how much she's improved and worked upon what she's doing. She is good. And you know what? I think the most important thing that you will ask any wrestler isn't the athletic moves they can do. It's being safe. And I cannot remember the last time, and I don't think there has been a time, where Lana has been unsafe or has actually botched a move. She might not do the most impressive 450 splashes, but what she does, she does the simple stuff, but she does it right and she does it safely. And that's incredibly important. So I wanted to touch on Lana there. For me, Lana is best as a manager. Yeah, I agree. I, I have to say. And I know he's just done his doing his own thing, but I would be signing Lana right now and I would be reuniting Lana and Rusev or Lana and Miro, CJ Perry and Miro in AEW. That would be another thing I would be doing right away if I was AEW. Uh, and that is not to take away anything from Lana's abilities for herself, but I do think that is what she could do. I mean, if you wanted to have a wrestle, you could have mixed tags with Kip and Penelope if that was something you really wanted to do. But for me, Lana, AEW, managing Rusev is the best thing. But she is someone actually, probably the only name on this list, not the only name, but one of the big, has the best chance of this. She could go into acting. She could never yeah. step into a wrestling ring again or into a wrestling promotion for the rest of her life and be a fine actress. She could do it whether it's in Russian or in English. She is an immensely talented person outside of wrestling as well as inside that I think she will be completely fine. And her attitude should be tremendously applauded for how she always works, always tries to improve. So Lana, for me, if she does want to do anything wrestling-wise, would be for AW. If she doesn't, whatever she wants to do outside of wrestling, I think she'll be completely fine. I agree. I think Lana, I think Lana is just going to be best off on her own being outside the whole wrestling world. And she's going to have so many more opportunities that she didn't have being under a WWE contract now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would, I would love to know the opportunities that Lana has had to unfortunately turn down due to the way WWE operates. And in terms of the third party stuff, I would love to know the opportunities that she had had to turn down. And I'm massively looking forward to seeing what she can do um now she's out of that system um someone we haven't seen a lot of is santana gara obviously she was supposed to debut on the main roster reportedly last year something that has uh didn't come to fruition but um as someone that i know watches more wrestling than anyone under the planet you've already already told her she's a world champion which i'd probably bet not a lot of the chat knew i didn't know um but sort of give us a little rundown about maybe as well what we can expect from santana gara for those that haven't been so familiar with her work and where you think she fits in i know you've mentioned the impact knockouts division maybe why you think she's so suited to that uh position because she kind of similar in the vein of a rachel ellering who just showed up into into uh the impact knockouts division they have such like versatile ladies you have your your technical wrestlers like a diana parata you got your personalities like the Fly fire and flavor or like rosemary and havoc and you got your your powerhouses like jordan grace and so there is so many different type of of women's wrestlers in the knockouts division i think that she would be at home because that's like where she come from from women of wrestling with wow and they had talents like thunder rosa and tessa blanchard during her time there that she was able to have good good to great matches with i think that she's going to be right at home in the knockouts division and impact wrestling and the one name that comes to mind that i never seen her verse in the past her and jordan grace could put on a tremendous matchup you give them time 
time. And especially because I feel like Santana Garrett is a natural baby face and Jordan Grace seems to be going through her own character shift where she's going more to the heel side. I think that this would be a perfect moment, you know, after she's done mixing it up with her former tag team partner, Rachel Ellering. I think that the perfect now transition is Santana Garrett coming in in the summer or, you know, in September into Impact Wrestling and her mixing it up with Jordan Grace would be perfect for her at the time. But also Deanna Parata, I would love to see her in the ring with because they both have a like technical style. Although Santana Garrett has a little bit more athleticism. I think those two, matchups are the two that come to mind when you think about Santana Garrett in the Impact Wrestling Knockouts division. I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. Again, I can't profess to know a great deal about her, but from everything I've heard from people, she is incredibly dependable and one of those people, probably along with Ruby Riot, who we didn't even really get to see anything of what they're capable of. Um, speaking of Ruby Riot, obviously Heidi Lovelace, who we have, we have referred to her as a few times on the stream, considering that was her old name. Um, probably along with Alistair Black was one of the people that was known a little bit before her time with WWE, was one of the more established people in terms of what she was doing outside of the company for various independent promotions. I know she worked for Shimmer, where she was a tag team uh, in a tag team with Dakota Kai. So um, what do you think sort of the future holds for Ruby Wright? I know we've spoken about AEW, but I think, I mean, she could go into Impact, have a Deonna Perrazzo-like run there, yeah. where... Yeah she is being allowed to show what she can do for the first time in in her career being allowed to show right this is the side of me that you haven't got to see i am this good she has suffered injuries before which is a concern in terms of what she's able to do but i do want to say for me i would love to see I'm going to All Out. I've decided. I've booked my hotel for Chicago. And I would love to see Heidi Lovelace as the woman, in as the Joker. Tony Khan's confirmed there's a casino battle royale. I would love nothing more than the person to come out of that spot to be Ruby Riot. I think she would work so, so, so well in that role. And I something that stuck out to me with, with all these releases, and it was possibly the saddest thing, it was actually something that our, our Wrestling Daily co-host Stephanie Chase tweeted. I don't know if you saw this. She interviewed Liv Morgan a couple of hours before. Yeah. And Liv Morgan was speaking about the plan she had for the tag team and what she thought. And now, a couple of hours later, Ruby's not with the company. It does just ring home and ring true how cutthroat, how crazy this world is. But yeah, for me... Ruby Riot, Heidi Lovelace, it has to be AW for me. She would be such a such a tremendous asset to that women's division. And I think she she I think she'll end up there personally. I mean, I would love for Heidi Lovelace to be in AEW only because I think we're at the stage, you know, I, I know a lot of people have been questioning it since she became the AEW Women's World Champion of Britt Baker potentially becoming a babyface. But I feel like her best role and she just fits as a heel. So you need great baby faces to put up against her that won't be booed by the crowd and i feel like heidi lovelace is like the perfect person to come in and feud with Britt baker and you know she's going to be cheered by the fans because she's felt so underutilized for so many years that fans are going to be behind her and she could be an underdog baby face against the likes of like a jade cargill and help her develop and she can get in there and have a good to great matchup on dynamite against serena deep or reho so there's so much 
potential for her in AEW. But I'm going to go on the on the outer stint because Ring of Honor is bringing back their Woman of Honor mm. division, and they've already brought in the likes of Allison Kay, who I feel is a is is one of the one of the probably lesser known women's wrestlers around. You know, she was Sienna in Impact Wrestling. She was a former NWA Women's World Champion, or even her in NWA. Speaking of that, uh, Heidi Lovelace, who NWA, you know, they still have Thunder Rosa under contract to the end of the year. I would love to see Heidi Lovelace versus Thunder. Rosa in AEW or or uh, NWA, she can also mix it up with a Camille, and she can be like that type of underdog babyface, like I was just talking about against Jade Cargill. She can do that against her. And just announced for NWA for their pay per view on Sunday, Kylie Ray is making her return to professional wrestling. Kylie Ray versus Heidi Lovelace. Take my money. That would make me actually spend money on a National Wrestling Alliance pay per view. And that's saying a lot from me because I watch a whole lot of wrestling, but I'm not going to pay for a pay-per-view for a company that I feel is doesn't have a lot of momentum like NWA right now. But that would be, bring my interest to them. So to go a little bit out there with options that, you know, I, I think a lot of people will immediately think AEW or Impact Wrestling for Heidi Lovelace, but I feel like she can have a greater significance to an NWA or Ring of Honor. Something I did, uh, I mean, I completely agree with you, but something I did want to do before we touch on uh, Buddy Murphy and what the future is for him. Uh, we have a comment here from Mr. Gonzalez who says, um, is Murphy good? Never saw many of his matches in WWE. Wow. Um, for me, and I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say this, I would probably put Buddy Murphy in my 10 best wrestlers in the world. Whew. I think. I think he is that good. Having a good match in the WWE system is hard. It's it not easy. And not in terms of a good match, but a good match when compared to AW matches, New Japan matches. But that is what Buddy Murphy was doing consistently on 205 Live. I think back to his match with Roman Reigns on SmackDown. What a great match that was. So for me, Buddy Murphy is exceptionally talented. You can see from his moveset, he has clearly studied the work of Will Ospreay, the work of Kenny Omega, the work of a lot of these guys in New Japan and AEW. I think he will end up in AEW for me personally, based on how talent have spoken about him in interviews and on social media. I think he is one of the most naturally good wrestlers and someone that a lot of people have been clamoring for for a long time. And I, I would love to see him in that setting. I, I think he will be tremendous there, do some tremendous work. And just go on to have the best matches. Continue that best-kept secret gimmick. And just go on to have the best matches at every show. And you know what? We were speaking about All Out the other day and what could headline All Out. If you headlined All Out with Buddy Murphy versus uh, Kenny Omega, I would buy that. I'm not saying they should because I think you need to build them up more. But yeah. If they did say not all that, say that was a future pay per view plan, I would buy that pay per view without any hesitation. That would be a match I would want to see probably more than most in wrestling at completely. So I really think Buddy Murphy is going to be fine. I think he will land in AW, and for him, my dream match is Kenny Omega. But for you, how about USV3? Anything different from what I've said? And maybe put this fan at ease who wasn't sure if Murphy was good. 
oh my god buddy murphy is so good like just go out of your way wwe network or peacock network but depending on where you are in the world go to 205 live in 2018 and just play just press play and you'll probably see one to through to three to four great matches from buddy murphy because he was on fire in the 205 uh cruiserweight division in 2018 he was a revelation that's where he came up with the with the uh nickname the best kept secret because he was on 205 live that not a lot of people were watching and he was tearing it up each and every week uh it didn't matter if he was in there with a tozawa with a brian kendrick he had one of the best matches on the show and the best matches in WWE period during that time and then even on the main roster he like like Louis said he had a great match with Roman Reigns one of the best sells to the spear ever he did a, a flip a backflip out of the spear uh it, it, during his sell to it he had a great match with Daniel Bryan he defeated Daniel Bryan two years ago on SmackDown like it's crazy to think about that but yes that did happen he defeat he I think he defeated uh, Seth Rollins didn't he on on SmackDown a couple uh, just yeah. last year like it's crazy to think he's a former Raw Raw tag team champion he had good he had good matches in that division with Seth Rollins against like the Street Profits and what and the Viking Raiders so he is so talented he has showed himself to be versatile so if you missed out on any of his great matches i definitely suggest going to the wwe network peacock network and just taking a look and just searching buddy murphy because you're bound to find one match that will surprise you i'm not going to go with the obvious like i said i don't want everybody to go to aew so i think a new japan pro wrestling yeah that would be perfect for him honestly him against will osprey that would be tremendous him in the him in the in the best of the super juniors against a hiromu takahashi or el desperado oh my god him in the g1 against koto obushi or kajuko okada or hiroshi tadahashi that he can have a completely different match with than everybody else that you would probably think off the top of your head he can have a hard-hitting matchup with a Tom tomori or ishii so there is so much potential for him in new japan Japan. I know right now the way the world works, that might not be a possibility. So to talk about one here in the U.S. that could be a possibility that not a lot of people are thinking of, Major League Wrestling is about to be back in front of fans. And there's so much talent there that not a lot of people know about. They just signed Davey Richards, who may be one of the most underrated professional wrestlers of yeah. the past decade and a half with his work in Ring of Honor. And if he's any if he's any bit of how great he was in Ring of Honor in MLW, that is a number one person i want to see you mix it up with buddy murphy but you got guys like myron reed uh uh jacob fat two that he could tear it up with and have a completely different match because jacob fat two is 350 pounds they could do a moonsault off the top ropes he could do a headstand into a kick and against buddy murphy with his strikes and his versatile style these are matches that would put eyes on mlw for the first time so i think that the, his value would be greater in an mlw than going to an aew which might be the obvious choice for most folks yeah I, for me i agree with you i don't want everyone to go to aw but i want him to go to aew there are like few people that i would make exceptions for and for me it was yeah. samoa joe um uh 
Tommy End, or obviously Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. For them, for for me, there would be those three. See, my name, my name, the replace Buddy Murphy would be Andrade. So that's why I'm I'm trying to think of other options for Buddy <laughs> Murphy. Andrade. Yeah, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of other options for Buddy Murphy because I don't want everybody to go to AEW, and I feel like there's certain talent that yeah they can have great matches in AEW, but their value would be more in one of these lesser companies where they just going there would put eyes on the product for the first time should we release cody yes i'm, I'm totally fine with that i'm totally fine with that i already got it I, I read one of the comments for yesterday's show they said i have an agenda against cody yes i 100 agree i do have an agenda against cody i've already established he flipped me off and yes i am i'm i am reigniting my rivalry with cody so i'm totally fine with cody being released for buddy murphy to be brought in as well Obviously, we speak in jest. We wouldn't know when to be released. But um, yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm joking, folks. Maybe just take some time off. Take a break. Three months. Three months. Take three months off. To keep his job, can do all his behind the scenes off. Just, just on screen, maybe. Right. Someone I want to end on, uh, Alistair Black. For me, could end up anywhere. I think there are two options, and it's New Japan, and it, he'll do some UK stuff. He'll do some yeah. uh, European stuff. I'm sure of that. But I think New Japan and AEW are where he is likely to end up. Where do I think he'll go? I I do think New Japan is more likely, weirdly enough. Mm. I saw in the comments, Tommy End is the new leader of the Dark Order. I would like that. That's an interesting story. And it sets up a natural rivalry with Hangman Page. And I would love to see Tommy N versus Hangman Page. Their styles just, I feel like, would be a perfect match for one another. Like, Tom, Tommy N is at the top of my list of people I'm willing to, you know, I don't want everybody to go to AEW, but he's one of the guys that, yeah, he's an exception to the rule. He's a guy that just would work so well in AEW. And you can really see him going directly to the top of the card or if not the top of the card immediately to the TNT championship to gain momentum before he gets to the world world championship but you know natural fits like he is a natural fit for the dark order and he can turn them back heel and you know we can we could see how they were supposed to develop with Brody Lee in charge and he could be a heel there and go up against Hangman Page there's so much potential for Tommy and him against uh, Kenny Omega, him against Christian Cage, a, a match that we could have saw in WWE. You could, you can have it in AEW. Um, him, him against Darby Allen would be a lot of fun. Him against Pac. Him, oh, no, that's it. That's my dream match. Tommy N versus Pac. I'm sorry. Take my money right now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. We saw it in the NXT, UK, the WWE UK tag. It was actually his foot. Yeah. What? He should come in and debut against Pat, like he did. That would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. That would be open challenge at All Out, and it's like, right, no one can beat me. No, like no one. I was here two years ago, and I beat Kenny Omega, who's now the world champion. No one can beat me. Out comes Tommy End. Oh, I love that. SD3 got me very excited. I honestly, I, selfishly, I was thinking All Out's going to be a good show now because one of these people are turning up, at least one. At least one, yeah, for sure. You made the right decision getting your getting your hotel ready and you're get, about to get tickets, sir. 
I, I, I am envious of you to be at All Out after this news for today. I am really excited. But no, I, I'm just excited, and, and I want to echo again that comment for those that weren't here, that I received from someone on the WWE roster that, that was very excited about what the future holds for these people. And I think that's awesome. I, I am very optimistic for what the future holds for these people. It feels less gloomy as the first releases last year. Yeah. There was no end in sight. Things are really opening up now. There are so many shows coming back. The first shows with fans where these people can, can debut. So I'm, I'm very excited for everyone involved. Um, obviously commiserations go out to those released of course um, I want to wrap up uh, with some ultra chats here because as we always say this is our stream uh, sorry our show but your stream no our stream but your show there we go it's all your show so we want to get into your ultra chats as we wrap up here from Guy Incognito who says guess Ruby Riot just wasn't blunt enough that sounds very accurate, very accurate right there. Um, yeah, WWE doesn't have the best track record with non-blonde uh, female wrestlers, it seems. You know, it, it's kind of depressing, but it is what it is. Um, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not, we're not all here to, you know, be critical of WWE. They making the decisions that make the most sense for them business-wise. Yes, we all wish that they could have seen more in the talent that were released today, but maybe these guys, you know, and girls being released will bring more opportunity for some of the lesser utilized talent that is currently on WWE. So there's always an optimistic standpoint in every form with releases. And, you know, there's guys like a Chad Gable who could be getting more because of this, or, you know, the, the female competitor, Liv Morgan, although she's not with Ruby Riot anymore, maybe she gets more of an opportunity on her own in the singles division, or, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen next, but, it is what it is, and we just always have to try to see a, a glimmer of light out of all of this. And I think maybe it is that some of the lesser utilized talent will get more of an opportunity now. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. Um, right. I do want to wrap up uh, with a few more ultra chats. Sorry, I just received a slightly strange message from someone. But oh. anywho. Um, so we have one here from SMB who says, hi, guys, I don't really want WWE to sell because then we won't ever get Triple H in charge. I know that we all say Vince has gotten out of touch, but I can't imagine Amazon or Disney being in any more touch with what the fans actually want to see. I don't know. Uh, we have never been in a situation where WWE has not been owned by the McMahon family. Yeah, it would be so interesting to see what would change. In essence, I don't think a lot. I do not think Vince McMahon sells WWE in his lifetime and does not have the power or the control. I don't think Vince McMahon could sit there on a Monday and be like, right. Oh, should I just watch Raw and just see what see what they're doing? Vince McMahon seems like a control freak. And you know, in business... Yeah. In business, when you own a billion-dollar company, you probably have to be a control freak. If he wasn't a control freak, I'd be a little bit concerned. So I can't foresee a world where he is not in control of WWE. So if he sells the company, yes, I can still see him being in control. So will much change? Probably not. Uh, in terms of other stuff, yes. I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, WWE will get a lot nicer. If you think Disney is any different with how cutthroat they are with their t with, 
with their behind the scenes workings? No. no. You think Amazon's any different? No. These are billion dollar companies that we are dealing with here. I think a lot of people don't appreciate how these billion dollar companies operate a lot of the time. This isn't in the business, in wrestling, WWE is the bad guy. They are the, the people that do the bad business decisions, the firings. But in terms of companies of sort of equal stature and equal worth, they're just doing the business decisions that make sense for them, which are kind of accepted everywhere else. So do I think WWE would change in that sense? Either no. I don't think anything would change at all, really, for WWE. Uh, the product wouldn't change. Uh, I, I, I just can't see much changing if WWE was in charge. However, I do think maybe the Saudi Arabia deal would be the only thing that potentially might not come to fruition because I, I I mean, I'm not sure in terms of Disney's opinion on Saudi Arabia, when they do any work with Saudi Arabia, similar with uh, Amazon, for example, just throwing two names out there or Fox. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think that would be potentially be the only thing that would change with a, if WWE was to be brought out. Do I think this will be a quick saga? No, I don't. Do I think this will happen? So, so do I think WWE will be sold in mine and SP3's lifetime? Yes. Yes, I wow. do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think no. I think it's 100% possible. I won't give a definitive yes or no, but if, yeah, if it's a possibility, I definitely agree with you there. And I'm not too sure about the Saudi Arabia deal not being into fruition if it's sold to a Disney or Amazon. I just feel like they would ask for more money from Saudi Arabia if they are going to continue WWE and Saudi Arabia's business relationship. Yeah, it's going to be interesting either way. Um, and again, we will keep you posted across all of the wrestling daily shows with the latest on this rather interesting situation. Uh, we're going to end here with two super chat ultra chats. Sorry, moderators from uh, uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan, who says, hi guys, hope you're well. WWE is changing rapidly. Nick Khan has something in mind and I'm sure the talent creative fans are not part of that plan. I think the sale is coming. He, his people and the new owners will milk this money cow until it's dry. I wanted to mention that Tommy N's Twitch stream, which I'm sure you guys want to talk a lot about anyway, we didn't actually because of how much news there was there, but it's been covered across all wrestling sites. Um, he wanted, he mentioned he will use some variation of his WWE theme when he returns. Uh, he actually owns a cover of it, which is yes. cool and a positive. Um, I'm going to sound a bit cynical here, but you are naive if you're thinking any big company cares about the fans. They don't. Nope. With the Super League thing uh, over here in the UK, when this came out about w, uh, about uh, WWE, about football clubs wanting to form their own leagues, everyone was like, I can't believe these billion dollar, uh, billion, people worth billion dollars don't care about the fans. I'm like, really? You're surprised? You're surprised they don't care about the fans? You don't get to be worth a billion dollars where you make decisions that are that the fans want. Because a lot of the time, the decision the fans want don't make the company money. Nope. We can say all we want about WWE's product on screen. That is not what WWE operates. Vince McMahon is not worried about the quality of his wrestling content. Vince McMahon is worried about making his company the most money possible. And in that sense... WWE 
is a raging success. WWE as a business is ridiculously successful. Ridiculously successful. WWE and all big companies for that matter, this this isn't a bad thing. It's just a fact of life. They make decisions that, and Nick Khan included, will make the company the most money, will make investors the most happy, will make people want to invest at a higher price. So to think that, 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 yes, Dan, you are right. WWE is going to make decisions and has made decisions that will upset the fans. But this has been going on for years and will continue to go on. It's just a fact of life and how the world operates. It's sad. It's not nice, but it's true. And I think that it, it is kind of... Naive, and I'm, I'm not calling you out here, down because it, it does happen uh, across a lot of other facets of life. But we have to appreciate that these big companies are there to make money. And while WWE is in business, they will just want to make as much money as possible. And I think that we have to understand that, which is kind of where Nick Khan has come in. He has come in. Um, I don't know the last time someone has come into a company, into a wrestling company, and made as big an impact as Nick Khan has made in WWE. His impact has been felt everywhere. Do I think these cost-cutting measures are brought on by Nick Khan? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think that he, as a businessman, if WWE is looking to sell, will be like, okay, what can make us the most money? Let's make the books look as good as possible. So, yes, I do think that WWE, if we thought it was business-minded already, with Nick Khan, who is a businessman, is going to get even more business-minded and maybe do some even more decisions that are unpopular with the fans. I said this long ago. I said this when they made the deal to go to Saudi Arabia, that Vince man and the WWE care more about the bottom line than how you, me, or anyone watching this, any wrestling man around the world, he does not care about our enjoyment of the product. He cares about the bottom line and making WWE as profitable as possible. That is his goal every single day when he walks into creative for Raw, SmackDown, it doesn't matter. And I'm not one of those fans that's like optimistic of, oh, you know, the rainbow, the light at the end of the tunnel is Triple H is going to be in power soon and he's going to do it for us. No, he's not. The goal of NXT is to attract hardcore wrestling fans. That is why Triple H gives us a product that we enjoy. That is, that is catered to the Adam Coles of the world and the Kyle O'Reilly's and the Johnny Gargano's and the Tommaso Champas. That's why we get the NXT that we have grown to love. But if he is put into the role of Vince McMahon, his priorities and his goals will change. So I think that people need to get out of, I know it's maybe, they're like, no, I'm just trying to be optimistic and find the light at the end of the tunnel. But there's a, there's a, thin line between being optimistic and being delusional and i think a lot of fans are under that under under that perspective i'm sorry for everyone watching who is just like triple h is gonna be our savior and he's gonna do it for us the little guy and the fan it's not gonna happen i'm gonna be real with you and i'm just gonna be honest i'm sorry i'm sorry it's it it is a light at the end of this tunnel because he is a wrestler so he at least knows we'll have a wrestler's mind state and yes we will have like the the tribal chiefs of the world we will have storylines and great matches because wwe has some of the best talent in the world and they will continue to keep some of the best 
best talent in the world. So we're always going to have great matches here and there. We're always going to have great storylines here and there. We can have great pay-per-views, great WrestleManias like we saw where WrestleMania night one and some of the stuff on night two or great pay-per-views like we saw where WrestleMania backlash. So I'm not saying that we're, we're going to go to a point where, rest, where, where WWE is just all about making money. They don't care about having great matches. They don't care about having great stories, having great characters. We will always have that in WWE. WWE will always be around. But if you think that Triple H is going to book WWE main roster, Raw and SmackDown, like he does NXT, then you're being delusional, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And I just have 30 years of evidence that tells me otherwise. It's kind of what, what my what my feelings has been on the whole WWE and New Japan potential partnership. I have 30 years of evidence that tells me this is not going to be good for New Japan, but it's definitely going to be good for WWE because that's how WWE operates. And even Triple H himself has said in the past, he cares about making partnerships that work for WWE long term. He does not sugarcoat it when he does these media calls, when he does this conference calls. So we need to keep it real and we need to, yes, there is a point of having optimism. Great. But don't be delusional. Please don't be delusional. And I do want to mention that I did I did take a look at the Aleister Black uh, Twitch stream and I thought it was great fascinating stuff definitely if you're able to watch it watch it back definitely go out of your way because he credits a lot of the wwe creative that it's not always their fault it's not always their fault that things doesn't come to fruition that there there usually is plans but something gets you know caught in translation he doesn't even know sometimes why things don't work out the way he is and him explaining his character about the devil that like forgot who he was and, and you know knows that he did something bad in the past but doesn't know exactly how he got to this point it was great stuff and gave you a great a great bit of insight behind you know the character that he was trying to portray in in WWE on the main roster but wasn't able to really grasp that or you know meet its full potential and he credited guys like Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt and uh John Huber you know rest in peace and and Braun Strowman and you know so many talent that you didn't see him really mix it up with but he credits for bringing him to the point that he was and he talks about his time in NXT and how he felt like he really found his his groove you know after the velveteen dream feud and you know to him talking about his music there's a lot of great stuff to get out of that alistair black twitch stream i'm sure that maybe you know if you guys send in an ultra chat tomorrow to alex and stephanie they can more talk more in depth about it but yeah there's a there's a plenty of stuff to get out of it but the whole nutshell of that of my rant is we need to be realistic with our optimism there's a there's a thin line please I agree. Will the business decision change? No. Do I even think Triple H will be involved in the business decisions? Probably not. I think I could see WWE going to Nick Khan in terms of the business decisions. Uh, Vincent Mann is clearly surrounding himself with people they trust in that sense. But yes, I think, again, be cautious in your optimism. Um, but yeah, I think that we should, we should wrap this entire bow on this stream, which has been in the nicest way, a lot of fun to cover some difficult topics, talking about where we think these people will end up, what we think about these releases. And I think the main thing to take into consideration is SP3 and I and a lot of other people are very optimistic about what the future holds for the, a lot of these wrestlers. A lot will be absolutely fine. And I think that's very important to consider. So if you, if you are feeling down, which understandably this news has been quite hard, just take some solace in that. 
Um, guys, as always, let me just check. We've got no more Ultra Chats. No, we do not. Thank you very much for joining this show. If you are a first-time watcher, because we have had quite a few with this big news, please do consider giving us a follow here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. We provide daily content like this. Uh, Wednesday is normally debate night with SB3 and Alex, where they cover a variety of topics. I think today was either going to be entrance musics or triple threat matches, and then WWE decided to fire some people. So we offer a lot of fun content here, fan-driven. As we said, it is our stream, but it's your show. And we want this show to be about you, about your opinions. Uh, Tuesdays, we have a call-in where you guys can come onto the stream with us and voice your opinions. Uh, we have Stephanie Chase with us as well, who is the AW Dynamite queen. No one watches AW and studies it and analyzes it with the intent she does. So I do want you guys to subscribe if you're not already. Smash that like button and uh, make sure you are showing us that great support, which we do immensely appreciate. Tomorrow it will be Alex, hopefully back in the hot seat uh, with Stephanie Chase covering, I was about to say covering AW, but that's not on tonight. I'm sure talking about a lot of the news that we unfortunately didn't get to cover today because of all of these releases. Um, but if you if, if you want to follow SV3 and I on Twitter, make sure you're doing so uh, at, at the links above us. And yeah, I, I will sign off there. So guys, thank you very much for watching. And I will see you next uh, Tuesday. Alex, uh, SV3 will see you uh, next Wednesday. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.